The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Why did he use that word? God goes to extreme measures to bring the loss to himself. The greatest gift you will ever give this world is your intimacy with God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three inside of me. I've got the power right now. I think what Jesus really wants is people to go. I want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. Welcome to the Fuel for the Harvest podcast. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Nathan. And this is Charlie. We're your host for today. And uh, we're continuing this red flag series. And today we want to talk about this statement of don't make people targets. You've probably heard that in the context of like a missions message or I don't know if you've heard it. I That's when I kind, was here. Kind of evangelism. Right. Like when, whenever you're... We're talking about reaching people or being in communities... And you'll hear the phrase, don't make people targets. Right. And basically what's being communicated when people say this is when you see somebody out there and you have this heart to evangelize them, don't just treat them like a a target. Exactly. So why on earth is this a red flag to us? (laughs) You're probably thinking, what? Um, This statement for us has two red flags. Number one is... um, the statement itself has one red flag. The The reality of it has, has two, two red flags. So um, the red flags happen to fall on the extreme side of the spectrum of this statement. Uh, the first is, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. And the red flag is, hey, we caution you that it doesn't become a deterrent for evangelism or strategic thinking when it comes to God's mission. Because those are important, which we'll dig into. On the other side of the spectrum, um, the red flag is, yeah, don't don't treat people as they're just some achievement or some notch on your belt. So we do agree with it. So like there we in in a way in in the in the biblical core heart of it, we really agree with the statement. Don't make people targets because I would say I disagree with the statement. Well, you agree with it. I disagree. You just agreed with it just like 15 seconds Uh, ago. I uh, agree with don't treat people as targets, but I actually make them targets. Oh, so you're playing the semantics game. Yes, because I think it's important. In my mind, I see nations as targets. I see regions as targets. I see tribes as targets. The good old statement, aim for nothing, achieve nothing. Hmm. I'm aiming that that like the Hadza Bay in the past, our, our goal was to target them and say, let's see disciple making happen. That was a target. Yeah. My goal is that when I share Jesus, like when I meet people, I'll have an opportunity to share Jesus and hope that they respond. Mm-hmm. That's a target. That's a goal. They are a target to yeah. me proclaiming Jesus, but I don't want to treat them as if they're only a target because they're people to be loved. Right. They're people with hopes, dreams, and desires. They're humans. They have a name. They have a they have a history. They have all those kinds of things to go with them. So yeah, I I I completely agree. I think that ultimately the red flag that you're pointing at is what we've said so many times on this podcast is people use common Christianese phrases like "don't make yeah. people targets" as excuses to not participate with Jesus in His mission to reach the lost. Exactly, and let's. Speaking of Jesus, that's always important. Um, 
What did he think about this statement? Because ultimately we're all trying to be like Jesus, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. And we want his life to be made known in and through our lives to the whole world. Let his light shine through us. And so do we see this statement one way or the other playing out in the life of Jesus? I actually think we do. Um, there's this statement, uh, Jesus is eating with sinners, enjoying meal table time with sinners, fellowship with sinners. That To the Pharisees, the religious teachers of the day, this is like, who on earth do you think you are eating with these guys? Now, in the day of Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and everything, we're like, what's the big deal, man? We're just having some fries. Like, why is that a problem? But in their day, the the meal table signified fellowship, forgiveness, reconciliation. Like, it was a big deal to sit it, down with somebody. This was declaring allegiance to these people. Yes. So they're like, how on earth could you, a religious Jew, a leader— a religious leader, um, even though he didn't have all this training like others, but he was teaching as one who had authority. So he's kind of a confusing guy to lots of people. But they're like, dude, are you are you affiliating with these sinners? You're going to sit at the table with them and identify with them? How dare you do that? Like, that's not the way of holy living, according to us. And this is what they say, or this is what Jesus says, rather, in Luke chapter 5, verse uh, 31. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Now, if I just stop right there, you're going, yes, of course, amen. Like, don't make people a target. Like, that's the point. Like, Jesus was there to bring wellness to sick people, like sinners and ungodly people. But that's one side of the coin. We can't forget the next phrase that comes out of his mouth. He says, as Christians so often do, yeah. we love to take the Bible out of context. Just pick a verse out. And then run with it to the extreme when, hey, yes, but let's make sure that fits what's going on. Sure. The very next statement, Jesus says, I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Whoa. That sounds like a target mentality to me. Hmm. Like Jesus was being strategic here. He's targeting sinners. Yeah. He's intentionally spending time with sinners. So that, not just, see, that's the thing. People will say, well, we just need to love people. Yes, but why? So that Jesus was loving them so that he could call them to repentance, so that their lives could change, so that they would leave behind their lives of sin and trust in his kingdom life and walk into the fullness of his kingdom teaching. So Jesus had a target. He had a goal. He had an aim. Yet he didn't just treat people like targets. I, there's another phrase that I really well, love. Well, even in that. that very story, he's not treating them like targets. He's spending time with them. He's sitting down, eating a meal. Like, that's the story of him calling Matthew or Levi, depending on what book of the Bible you're in. Um, the he Like, he's, he's with these people. He, it's one of my favorite mm. stories of the action that Jesus takes to be among sinners. Yes. I agree, and I think of, uh, there's another statement that's fascinating to me. Um, I love it. It's in Mark chapter 1, verse 38. The disciples come to Jesus in verse 37, and they found him. They're like, dude, everyone's looking for you. Like, what are you doing? Uh, Because he had been up on a mountain praying. And they're like, there's a lot of people looking for you. And instead of saying, yeah, you're right, I should go love these people and hang out with them. Like, they're looking for me. I, I should probably respond to that. He's like, no, um, let us go to the other towns that I may preach there also, for that is why I came. Mm. 
literally Jesus was telling his disciples, no, I've got a target. Right. And it's the other towns. Yeah. I came there also to preach to them. His target was the people. It was villages. It was itinerating from place to place to proclaim the kingdom to them. And so he needed to continue to. And so we see this 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 tension, I think, in the life of Jesus as well. And not just those outside the 12, but the 12 themselves at different places in the gospel we see Jesus targeting the 12. Yeah. In fact, I would say that one of the best explanations for that all too common question, which is like, why would Jesus tell the, these people he healed to tell nobody? Like, why is he doing that? It's so that he has time to be with his disciples and to go and target other people in order to share the good news of the kingdom. Yeah. And I think this would even relate to that. One of the reasons is, um, uh, it says in the book of John that he didn't, the people were going to take him and make him king by force. And that wasn't his way. He didn't want to overtake the Romans and become king by force. He was showing them an upside down kingdom. And uh, I think had he been made king by force, he would have missed all that time investing in his people. It, it would have missed his target. Right. And he also probably wouldn't have been put to death for our sins, you know. <laughs> the whole gospel. <laughs> Satan wanted to distract him and detour him from that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Should we make people targets? Yes. Should we treat them as targets? No. Uh, we have aims and goals as Christians that we should seek and strive for, which is proclaiming Jesus to a lost and dying world. And people are people to be loved, not just targets and notches to be had. So... Here's here's some ideas about how to pre- prevent yourself from stepping one way or the other in this tension between targeting people and not treating them like targets. One good one good thing to do would be always to make sure that you know somebody's name. Another good thing would be to spend a lot of time listening and not so much time talking, especially when you're getting to know somebody, asking a lot of questions. I know that que- asking questions is a great way to help other people feel valuable and seen and cared about and taking note of their answers, not just being like, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like actually caring, find out what's going on in their life. What are their joys? What are their struggles? Is there some way you can help them or offer help uh, to serve them, to love them? Um, Highly important. Maybe you can make them cookies in this holiday season. Uh, Walk over to their house, bring them some cookies, or maybe you find out somebody's moving. Can I help you move? Or they have a project in their backyard. Hey, do you need a hand? Right. When it comes to not treating people like targets, the key is T-I-M-E. As we often like to say, love is spelled T-I-M-E. So taking the time, even if it's just a few minutes. Yeah, that's time in case you uh, didn't catch that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so taking the time, even if it, even it's just like a minute or two uh, between when you get out of your car and walk into your house to take note of who's around you, the Lord was actually holding me accountable to that. Mm. So I finally cleaned out my garage so I could park my cars inside during the winter. And all of a sudden, like, I'm not seeing my neighbors as much. And I'm like, what's happening? And it's like, it's because I'm in the garage. So I've been intentional about, like, taking a step outside the garage, looking around, being sure to be intentional about seeing people around mm greeting them, asking them how they're doing before I go and move on with the rest of my day. I think that's highly important. And uh, even in that way, we're being strategic. Right. It, like that. that is strategically me being like intentional about wanting to be a good representative of Jesus on my little street, on my neighborhood. So always love in action and don't throw out strategic thinking and proclamation 
and seeking to see people converted to Christ, both are highly important. Right. Let's not make excuses. Like, that would be taking a step in yeah. the opposite direction um, and, and going way too far the other way would be making excuses as to why we don't have to participate in joining Jesus in his mission. We, there's always, you know what I realized? People have a hundred reasons for everything that they do, but just because they have reasons doesn't mean they're good reasons. And like, there's a difference between a good reason and a bad reason. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I know that's like Captain Obvious, but I just was like, huh. (laughs) So what are the red flags? Just to recap, don't actually treat people like targets. And on the other side of the coin, um, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't throw out strategic thinking and direct evangelism either. Both are highly important. So what do I walk away with? Uh, I don't love the statement, don't make people targets, um, because I think it's an oversimplification and overgeneralization and leans one direction too far. I would rather change it to don't treat people like they're only targets. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. Don't forget to unsubscribe then resubscribe we really appreciate that or like and share um get it out to your friends we really really appreciate it hope you have a wonderful holiday season it's christmas time merry christmas Woo! (laughs) second week of advent if you celebrate advent so that's pretty awesome all right well hope you guys have a great rest of your week god bless